Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Loretta McNary Show. Love, 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 love this book, and I want everybody to get a copy of it. 
Now, I told you it challenged me. It really challenged me. Yeah, I, really. I <laughs> yeah. Challenged yeah. me the most. And now you talk about incarnation, and I know that's kind of one of those things that, you know, seriously, even though you're Christian as some of us, because we don't talk a lot about incarnation in church, we don't talk about it in our conversations, but you do talk about it in your book. And so that challenges me to do more research, to find out what my thoughts really are on incarnation. So um, that's the only part of the book that I didn't but challenge, I'll say challenges me. So what, just tell us, you know, you don't have to tell me how you feel about it because it's not, you know, you don't have to personally defend anything that you wrote about. But just tell us, because I know you say, you know, growing up you had these fears and these things that were blocking your way to, you know, living the life that you really want to live. So tell us about that part. Yeah. So you want to uh, uh, talk me about uh, incarnation first or uh, the whole story or? Let's talk about the whole story first and then you can the whole tell story me talk first. about the, in- yeah, and then we'll talk more about Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, the reason why I started to write this book is uh, not that I always wanted to write a book. So, I mean, um, yeah, people told me to do that because I was, I don't know, good in explaining things or they liked how I explained that. But I thought, okay, yeah, Erica writes a book and chocolate has no calories and Santa Claus exists and I write a book. Yeah, of course, sure. But there was this moment, <laughs> there was this moment in my life when I got at a point when I started to realize, um, started to realize, not realize at all, I will never realize at all, but uh, started to realize a big thing, and that was that I am my own, my own master. I have to say it that way, that I am my own master and no one else is. And I don't need to be dominated. I don't need to live in fears. I don't need to have self-doubt. I don't need to um, uh, obey rules I, I can, can confirm. Um, and uh, that was the moment when I thought, wow, this is such a liberation. This is such a liberation that I really believe that, not only read it or, or hear it in a lecture or um, uh, see it somewhere in a movie or something. Uh, it is really that I, I feel that it is that way. You know, I did not have to face in my life things like um, uh, diseases. Uh, um, I didn't have to live under a bridge. I didn't have to suffer from hunger. Uh, I, I did not have to face those challenges. Um, so I grew up in a Western uh, country, in a good country. I am Austrian. I grew up in Austria and then in Liechtenstein, and I was in a good environment, and I never had to suffer from anything like that. But what my challenge was is some of the Western problems. I had to face being bullied. I had to face being dominated by a uh, rules of the society to fit in the society and uh, you know um, I had wonderful parents which cared about me my mother was a stay-at-home mom always there for us and my father was a businessman and uh, he really was concerned about uh, our existence over here our financial existence and that everything was taken care of and uh, that was his how shall I say, his 
big point in life to, to um, build something up, to raise something. And he raised, uh, was in young years, a, com- a company, his own company. He was very young when he started to, uh, to work. He was 16 when he did his, started his own life, did start on his own feet. And uh, uh, that, I think, there was a big point on how he developed himself because he really was always about achieving, 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 achieving. Um, and uh, so I got the message from my dad, uh, you have to achieve something to be someone. I mean, he didn't mean it in a bad way, but for a child or a young person, this is very challenging to um, feel that you have to um, reach certain goals to, to be someone, to be worthwhile. And when I wasn't worthwhile or when I didn't achieve goals my surrounding expected me to achieve, uh, then I was punished like with ignorance or with indignity and things like that, and that hurt. And I was bullied when I was in school, when we moved from Austria to Liechtenstein. And all those things uh, challenged me and pushed me in a way where I started to step back, to step back uh, in a way like hiding myself. I was hiding myself, really myself. I didn't show feelings anymore. I was hiding my feelings. I didn't dare to show my feelings because when you show feelings, uh, people can stamp on it, and that hurts again. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was hiding them, and I built up a wall, and I was hiding behind that wall. And, uh, I mean, my, my mentor always said, yeah, you were hiding a wall, and you were safe behind the wall, but you couldn't get out anymore, and that was the problem. So I was, I was behind that wall, and uh, I lost my, my um, opinion. I didn't have an opinion. I um, uh, always waited uh, what other people say or what most people say or what important people say or people that uh, seem to me important uh, and then mm-hmm. I agreed to that opinion because when I had the same opinion I wasn't criticized or, or it wasn't questioned and I, had, I didn't have to uh, explain something because I couldn't explain something when, when I didn't have an opinion and uh, so uh, really I was about losing myself more and more and I was a very I, I pushed myself into a place of, of, of shyness do you say that, shyness? I, I was a very shy person <laughs> after that. And, um, yeah, um, I remember that when I was 15 years old, I mean, I mean, this is so crazy, but I remember that I started to get in this stage of um, hiding myself and more and more, and I thought, oh, when I pretend that I am shy, uh, people would like, leave me alone or I would, I would look cute or I have an excuse not to do this or that. And I really practiced being shy until I was it. <laughs> until I really was so shy and insecure and was doubting myself. And I talked myself into it until I was it and until it was a part of myself. And the more I thought it was a part of myself, the more I showed it to other people in the outside. And the more mm. other people in the outside thought it was that way, uh, they, I mean, it were not all the people. It were certain people which really saw that I'm, I am so insecure. And on the other hand, 
uh, I built up to to uh, help myself to not be that dominated or not that um, I don't know. Um, yeah, that people don't stand on me all the time. I I I wear a mask. I started wearing a mask um, to to hide my insecurity. And people today ask me. Were you really that shy? Were you really that fearful? Were you really that? I never noticed that. And I had to say, yes, I was, totally. It was only the outside. Wow, so you actually... was my cover. And, <laughs> and, and, and I had a hard time to pretend that I am not what I am. <laughs> it was wow. so, so, so hard. Wow, so Erica, it was, yeah. Erica, let me slow you down just for a second, because you said some really key things when you were talking about growing up and how initially you were an, you know, just normal, you know, by our standard society, the standards that normal yes. you were, yes. you know, you were happy and you wanted to please your parents, you loved your family, you had a wonderful yep. dad. I mean, like you, my dad worked, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. But what you said when you said, because when you felt like you had let people down and you didn't measure their, you know, you didn't reach up to their standards, you started mm-hmm. becoming closing yourself up so to stay out of trouble and to you know so people wouldn't bully you or take their or you felt like take your love their love from you that happens more than you know i've heard yeah. so many people say that and yeah. for me growing up because i spoke differently and my mom and my dad's standards were so very high for us as children about education speaking correct english using you know i mean from sentence mm-hmm. structure to everything they just made sure we talked correct English every time. So just think as a yeah. child, you had to speak correct English all the time. So people start, you know, laughing at you and talking about you. So I did the same thing. I just said, I'm not going to talk. And so when I did yeah. talk, people talked about me because they thought I didn't want to be their friends and I wasn't nice or I thought I was better than everybody else. So I can understand how you felt that you had to be quiet because it was a comforting place. People didn't tease you as much, or, you know, because you were quiet. Wow. And I love yeah. the way you put it, how you just didn't want to be stepped on anymore. You didn't want to let people down. And so what was the turning point for you that you just, what happened that you said, okay, this is really not good enough. I thought the other way was good, being shy. But so what What was it that you got tired of, you know, being controlled by your fears and outside influences? What happened to say to you that was your aha, as Oprah says, moment mm-hmm. to change you into on your path to the woman you're becoming now? Yeah, I mean that um, was a chain of ahas. It was not only one aha. It was a process of many years, and one aha led to another aha. I remember that when I was, well, I guess it was 32 years, uh, when I was 32 years old, um, I felt that in certain situations, uh, I I was like, how shall I say? Uh, when I was got angry or, or something didn't work the way I wanted to work, I, I got I, I got so so personal to others. I got so aggressive, and and I, I felt it in, within myself that everything was cramping, and uh, I couldn't help myself. I was like like something was or someone was taking over, and I thought, wow, there is something within me that is not me, and that was the point when I started to research myself, to, to think that there is something that is not me, within me. And that was the starting point from the process. But uh, 
I mean, that took a few years as well. And within this process, I also had a a huge insight uh, with my sister-in-law when uh, she she was very dominant too. And when I left my home with my parents, I got in the next domination. So <laughs> it is always you can't mm-hmm. you can't get rid of things only by fleeing. You really have to face things. And uh, so yeah, uh, I I uh, always um, yeah tried to to. Um, to get along with with everything and to 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 be brave and to be a good girl and uh and and do what what everybody expects me to do and I felt more and more I don't want to do that I just don't want to do that everything within me resists against that but why are you doing that because I'm used to I didn't even know or think about that I dare to change that I mean it, I was so used to, to do what other people want me to do, that I thought, okay, it is that way. I have to do that. Uh, I, I didn't question it until that moment when I thought, wow, everything within me doesn't want that. So why do I do that? And that was the moment when I thought, when I learned to say no, to simply say no without uh, justifying me. And uh, mm. just because it is a no, other people don't do that as well. She doesn't do it as well. So she is one of my greatest teachers, I have to say. And I, I told her when I found that out, I told her, thank you. Thank you. You have no idea how much you helped me. And I meant it that way. I was so grateful. And uh, that was the moment when I also found out that everybody that uh, uh, comes towards you in a certain way that challenges you is a help because you're only challenged because there is something within you that reflects on that. And uh, if you would be centered and if it would be okay and if you wouldn't mind it at all, you wouldn't notice it. It only touched something within you uh, that says, oops, there is something to yeah, get rid of or to face or to work on. And, uh, yeah, there were many, many, many of those stations. And um, the really big, big thing after many, many, many of those little points uh, was when I um, really thought, wow, now I I have to change something in my life. I was unsatisfied, dissatisfied, and uh, I thought, I don't know, I still, I still am in this position uh, that I do things uh, I don't want to do, and I do it, and I, I don't dare to, uh, to say really no. You know, I, I said no in in many ways, but then when it got um, to a conflict, I, uh, I stepped back again. I, um, I, uh, yeah, I said, okay, okay, then everything is well. I. I didn't like conflicts, and I fled um, when I felt a conflict coming up. And uh, then uh, one day, really, I thought, no, I can't go like this. I can't go like this. And uh, that was also the beginning uh, of, um, I think, the crisis with my husband, which I describe also in my book um, in many examples. And, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the biggest thing when I... Um, yeah, was in this process of uh, 
wow, something has to change now because I'm standing with my back on the wall and there is only one way out and this is the way to go forward, to move forward. There's, I can't go further back. <laughs> and um, uh, it was the point when I said, okay, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you that that you always experience the same things? You did so much. You 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 um, tried to be nice. You tried to be this. You tried to be that, and nothing works out. And um, I really started then to observe my thoughts, to observe what I am thinking all day long, to observe what I am acting. Uh, what I'm about to act all day long, and I was observing the results out of that. And uh, when I saw how this all was connected, I started to change my thoughts into the opposite. So I saw how negative I was thinking, so how self-destructive I was thinking. And I really made in an effort to... To, to observe what I think and to change it into the positive, to see the good thing in the situation. And I, I really have to say, um, in an instant, my feelings changed, my emotions changed. It got lighter and I got more relaxed and I, I saw many, many things in a different way. And when you start changing one thought, there is something in a reorder. Uh, things are reordering, and uh, you are encountering things you never have encountered before. And uh, uh, you, you, you really, you, you step into a new world. You step into a world you have never known before or long forgotten. And you, are, uh, you have to face feelings and emotions you don't remember or you never have felt. And uh, this all is very, very confusing, but also leads you to the next changes. Because you, when you once see uh, or feel or, uh, yeah, experience the unfolding of, of uh, the things you really wish to, to see and to have in life, you go on, right. you go on and you go on. And I was so tired of my old me that I said, I I don't care. Whatever comes up now, I take it because it can only go better. <laughs> and and <laughs> that way, so much changed <laughs> to the better. And, uh, yeah, I really, I got more courageous, but really courageous. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I uh, also told my husband that something isn't right and that I know that something isn't right with us and that I know it for a long time, but now I'm aware of what it is. And I spoke up, and this was, was the first time when I dared to speak up because I was always afraid about reactions of people. When I didn't know how people might react, I didn't say a word. But this time I was so under my own pressure and so I, my prison was too tight and uh, uh, it was so tight that I wasn't afraid about talking about what's going on inside of me and yeah this was I guess the big relief and I started to open up my, my uh, feelings again because I thought hey I was hiding so much inside of me I was hiding myself inside <laughs> of me but, but I'm I, I, I am so, so cool, and I love yeah. myself, and this was a process yeah. which started then. 
That is awesome. But in the beginning of your book, I love how you use the analogy and the story about the fire in the cave and you talk. I mean, it's just a beautiful book, and it's so descriptive that it really puts you there. But I like how you talked about about the flame and that the lighter a flame is, the more it is aware of its belonging to the mother flame. And the darker yeah. it is, the less it's in tune with itself and its origin. And then you went on and talked about, you know, asking questions from God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, your light mm-hmm. increased. But what I, I can I really connected to immediately in the book was I think it was in part of your introduction and you talked about to get to the heart of the issue, you looked inside of you and found me and then you asked the yeah. question, Do you now know do you know now who you are? And you yeah. said, I searched for myself and found God or was it the other yeah. way around? And so I have a book Erica, this is so this is so cool and ironic. In my book, I talk about the same thing that I had went through something of the death of a son, and that I went searching for myself or searching for God first, and then I found who I really am, and so I started living my life more intentionally and on purpose. And you know, my prayer is that I become the woman God created me to become. So I really connected with you when you said that you searched for yourself and you found God, and I wow. I searched for God and I found myself. But it's a continual circle. So almost like which comes first, the chicken or the egg, you never really know. I don't think I really know if I was first searching for God and found myself or I was searching for myself and I found God because it all ends and begins there and it's continual. So, I mean, in my book I talk about the same thing, so that's like, so I, really funny. Want to read her book. I want to read her book, I just want to read everything. And so, like I, I said, promise I don't know your book. book. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> it's called Faith for the Next Next Step. But let me tell you another. I'm telling you, I have so many underlines and circles and everything in this book. And mm-hmm. I know I t- said I want you to talk about incarnation and why are you here kind of thing. And I like how you said, well, I think you were talking to, to Father God and you said, uh, and he said, well, I didn't ask you to come here. You asked me to bring you here. So, mm-hmm. I guess, I, and we only have a few minutes in the show. Oh, my goodness, we only have like six minutes. So can you talk a little about incarnation, and then I want to talk about the journey to freedom in your mind. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's go to incarnation. Um, yeah, I believe that, of course, we are more than we see. We are not this physical body. I mean, everybody tells that, and to me it is true. It, I feel it's true. When I heard that, when I, when I hear other teachers like Wayne Dyer talking, and it feels true to me. And I want to point out whatever I say here or in a lecture or in an interview or, or, or in, in my book, this is the truth which I feel is true. I, I just want to point that out. I don't want to tell mm-hmm. anybody that, uh, to believe anything uh, he or she doesn't want to believe. And um, exactly. to me... Incarnation is, to me, it's a fact. It's a fact. It feels, it, it is a wisdom. I can't prove that. Of course I can't prove that. I mean, now I'm here, but when I'm gone, how shall I prove that? So, <laughs> and, and when I'm back, yeah, okay, you can do reincarnations, uh, reincarnation therapies and things like that, but is it really a proof, believe it or, or don't? So, uh, I mean, yeah, but it is, to me, it is true. And, um, you know, why are we coming here uh, to incarnate? Why, why do we? If we are really such beautiful souls and, and free and light and, and uh, happy and without any burdens, why do we come here? I mean, this is the biggest question. Why do we incarnate uh, here on earth? I mean, 
well, we could have it easier than, than coming down here and, and uh, making our, our education and getting a job and mowing the loan and, and doing things like that. And I mean, yeah. Uh, so why is it that way? And uh, the reason why we incarnate is actually pretty simple. When you are uh, within the summer sun, pretend you are standing in, in the middle of the day in the summer sun. It's hot and it's light and it's, wow, it's beautiful around. And you lighten up a, uh, um, a, a, a candle. What use does this candle have? Nothing. So you have to be in the dark to see a candle, to see the light of a candle. And that is why we're coming here. We want to find back. We want to experience who we are. We want to see who we are. We want to feel who we are. We want to remember who we are. And that's the reason why we are coming to earth. I mean, we want to see our light. But we only can see our light when we are surrounded by darkness. Just to make a metaphor. So uh, this is the reason why we are incarnating. And, of course, we want to experience things we cannot experience when we don't have a body. We want to feel everything. Oh, wow. Because we cannot feel sadness. We cannot feel anger. We cannot feel jealousy. We cannot feel all of that when we are in heaven. Let's say heaven. When we are in the spiritual world. So this is impossible. This is why we, we come here. And we want to create. We want to be a creator. We want to uh, have the possibility to, to see what we first see in our mind. Our, to manifest our visions. And uh, this is this is another big point, and we want to. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to bring you back, um, Eric. <laughs> We're going to have to have you come back on the show. You have so much um, information and wisdom on the on the subject of our spiritual awakening and becoming who we are, and how do you find out who you are? You talk about in your book is discovering who you are not. So I love that. I will have to make sure you come on again because this oh, is good stuff. I would love to, of course. <laughs> This is good stuff. And her book is called I'm Free, Awareness of Who You Are by Discovering Who You Are Not. And I hate cutting this off right here because I think we're really getting ready to dive into the book. Like I said, it is an awesome book. We will bring Muriel, I mean, we will Muriel Cross. Thank you for setting up the interview. But we will definitely bring Erica back. As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Make it a great day. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office More than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes. Only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 